This is day five in how to hire the right person for your business recruitment series. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to interview anybody in two and a half minutes. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to conduct a interview with a potential employee or virtual assistant in under two and a half minutes. This is an absolute game changer when you're trying to sift through that final shortlist and you want to just basically know, is this the sort of person I want to work with? Can they communicate? You know, is, do they present themselves well? And I can, you can do this in two and a half minutes flat and get every piece of information you need before you take them on to the next and final rounds of your recruitment process. So previously, we've talked about creating the great, great job posting. We've talked about application forms, about elimination rounds. We've talked about creating test tasks. So now when people get to this stage in your recruitment process, you're pretty sure that they are a decent fit for the role that you're hiring for. You know that they can follow instructions really carefully. You know that they can um, do the type of work you want them to, to a good level and in a decent amount of time. They can deliver stuff the way you want it delivered. And yeah, they're just basically able to um, actually just perform at a level you'd be happy to have them into your company. So um, now we've got that final shortlist. And we're talking here probably around 10 people. That's the sort of number we want to take through to this this interview round or invite to the interview round. You may have about six or seven, but you you want more than five because you're not going to get everybody who's actually going to respond. You'll probably get about 80% of people who will actually reply to this, maybe a little bit less depending on the role. Admin roles, you expect most people to be quite happy doing a video. And this is a really key point. You want to actually eliminate anyone who isn't happy doing a video interview. Because when people are working for you remotely, you need to be able to have one-to-one meetings, team meetings. You need to be able to communicate via video. You want them to actually record the tasks they're doing. And therefore, you know, you need them to be comfortable and confident in using screen recording software and in also recording, you know, the sound of their own voice. So the fact that people don't apply isn't a bad thing. At each stage, you're looking to eliminate. Recruitment is about elimination. The selection should only be from one, two, or maybe maximum three people. That's the selection part. Every other step is eliminate, 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 and whittle down until you get people that are real gems that stand out from the crowd. So this is another elimination round. So what we're going to do here is we're going to actually pre-record an interview And you're going to ask, say, three, four, five questions. And you're going to give them really clear instructions about what they're going to, how they're going to reply. And I'll talk about that in a second. And then you're going to ask them to record a video in response. And that video is what you're going to be able to watch. It's a five-minute video, I should say. So we say record your video in under five minutes. And then you can watch that at double speed. Therefore, you can interview anyone in two and a half minutes. This means that you can say, for example, you have 10 people you send this to. So in half an hour, you could, in effect, interview, a preliminary interview, 10 people. 
Whereas if you arrange a Skype or a Zoom meeting with somebody, then often in the first two minutes, you'll realize they're not a good fit. But just because we're nice and polite and, you know, we're not going to just cut somebody off, then we drag it out and 15, 20 minutes later, we're still talking and, you know, going through the motions, going, asking the questions where you knew right from the start they weren't a good fit. But now you've wasted 20 minutes or half an hour of your life. And you do that 10 times and you're talking, you know, hours of work, whereas doing it this way, you're doing it in minutes. So very specifically, as I said, we're going to record a series of questions and ask them to respond in less than five minutes. When I'm asking them to respond, I give them very clear instructions. And I say to them, I'm going to ask you five questions and I want you to respond to all of those questions. I want you to answer each question in less than a minute. And I want you to present yourself as if you were having a live meeting with me on your first day. But I also qualify why I'm doing this because I want them to understand the reasons for me wanting them to record a video and not do a live interview. And so I go over all the stuff that I've just mentioned. The reason I'm asking you to do this video is because it means that I can look at more applicants and give more people a chance of actually getting a job. Another really important part is that we use video every day in our business. So I need to know that you are confident and competent at using video as a communication tool. We'll also be asking you to document the tasks you do by recording your voice on your screen. So I wanna make sure that you are happy in doing that. And this is a good way for me to see if you have the sort of skills we're looking for in those areas. I also wanna see that you can present yourself professionally. So I give them really clear instructions. Again, I'm not trying to trick anyone up, trip anyone up. I'm not trying to trick anybody. I'm not trying to catch anybody out. I just want them to listen, follow the instructions and produce brilliant, brilliant work. Another really good thing about a video recorded interview rather than a live interview is that often when we're hiring for admin type roles, we actually want people who are introvert in, in character. And sometimes that those sort of people aren't actually that confident in live situations until you get to know people and then, you know, people open up. So this initial interview, if this was a live, that person may get really nervous and they may perform really badly. And even though they're actually brilliant at their job and just given half a chance and given a few weeks to warm up, that they actually really get, you know, good and they get confident and they'd be an incredible member of the team. And I've seen this time and time again. And what this video interview allows them to do is to have a few goes to you know, script their answers, to think about what they're going to say. And then they can deliver that. And if they really hate it, they can re-record it and send the best of best version of what they've produced. So this means that we're looking for really good quality stuff because they've had this opportunity to re-record and reshoot and rethink and make sure it's you know the perfect answer. It's not an unfair advantage of somebody who's extrovert because you know, they love being on camera and they love speaking and they're really confident because they come over really well in, in live interviews, even if they're actually not so good at doing the job. So this is, I think it levels the playing field a bit. We will do a live interview and I'll talk about that in a subsequent episode, but this is a chance for even people who may get nervous, you know, in that first live interview situation to actually shine and perform at their best. So here's a, some examples of the questions that we ask. So there may be some technical specifics about a role. So I mentioned um, in a previous episode that we are currently hiring for a, a WordPress uh, developer. And 
we asked so I asked some specific questions about WordPress. I want to know: Do they actually know their stuff? Can they can they actually um, uh, suggest a solution to a challenge that we currently have? And just to talk through it, I'm not asking for any you know, do any work. It's just literally just just tell me what the steps that you would do um, to to solve this little problem. And you just want them to be able to give some sort of coherent answer, even if you don't know yourself. You just want it to sound good, and you can compare. And if three people say the same thing, and one person says something totally different, then probably ditch the one person. You never know. It could be the the gold, the nugget, but there you go. That's sort of what I do when I don't know what, when I don't specifically know the answer to the question I'm asking. Still ask the question. Uh, and you go into Google and search, you know, what question should I ask my graphic designer or my uh, database manager, whatever it is, or your um, it's uh, your social media manager, what question should I ask them in an interview? So do a Google search if you need some help with these sorts of questions. I also ask them, for what are they least confident about in the role, in the job description? Um, what are you most excited about? Because you want them to be actually um, have a passion for the type of work they're going to be doing, hopefully. Um, you could also ask them what they'd have for their hobbies as well to see, do they actually talk about anything related to the type of work they're doing? So if you're hiring for a social media manager, for example, and you're asking what the hobbies are, then it should hopefully have something around social media or marketing or something in there um, that they actually do in their spare time. And that's the sort of thing that really they enjoy. They're not just doing it for work. Then I asked them, if, you, if, you, if you're successful in, in this application process, where do you see yourself in 12 months' time? And you really want them to give some sort of indication that they want to stick with your company. Um, when I, We work a lot with people in the Philippines who are you know, honest to a, to a fault, um, for a better way of saying it. And, and it's really it's, it's useful, but it's, quite, it, it's um, pleasantly surprising. So when you ask people questions like this, I've had people come back and say, oh, in 12 months' time, I want to own my own business. I'm just doing this you know, as a stopgap. And then obviously that's not the right person for our company. And so we moved them on. Another company who may have a short-term project who wants someone who's like dynamic and really intuitive thinker, that may be perfect. But most of the time we're hiring for long-term roles. So we don't, we wouldn't take that any further. But it does depend on your needs. And then we always ask a question sort of with reference to the job role uh, in the job posting, what makes you think you're specifically suited to this role? And again, you want them to um, answer the question and just follow the, follow. Um, or give a coherent answer that actually sort of makes sense. Then they send you that video. And again, you're really specific. You ask them to give a keyword in, in the, um, the email subject. You want them to follow instructions you know, accurately, have a time frame. You must do this within 24 hours or whatever. There's a hard cutoff. You don't accept things after that. You know, whatever excuses, if they make excuses at this stage, they're going to make excuses when they work for you. So we're pretty brutal all the way through. The only time we get a little bit more lenient is if we haven't got enough people in the very final stages, then we may go back and sort of um, stretch our, our limits a little bit. But often we actually just start the whole process again. It just depends on, on you know, if we if we previously tweak things up, we may then tweak them back down again. Um, but we don't want to be too lenient because we want good people. So even if it takes us another two weeks to do another recruitment process, I'd rather do that than hire somebody who's not right or not competent. So you've got this video, they send it to you. It's two and a half, uh, so it's five minutes long. You can watch it two and a half minutes or, you know, five minutes if you, if you uh, have the time and then you're going to grade this. And now you can grade this or you can get somebody else to do the grading and then they can just pass you on the people that sort of pass this stage. Uh, or you can just trust them to grade them and then invite the next pe those people to the next round. It's entirely up to you. So the things we grade them on are their professional presentation. So do they look smart? Um, you know, do they look totally unkempt? Do, does their office surroundings look presentable? 
this person may or may not have to be uh, visible to clients at some point. So you want them to actually be able to present themselves in a way that you'd be happy with them being a face of your company. And so, um, and you've asked them if you remember when I present this question to them, I say specifically present yourself as if you were having a meeting with me, the company owner on day one. So you expect them to you know, step up their game. You want them to be you know, dressed professionally and to come over professionally. Look for background noise as well. So you don't want someone who lives in a busy city with you know, trains going past and, and, and lots of background noise going on all the time in the video. Like, likewise, if they're in the countryside, if they live in somewhere like the Philippines, there can often be a lot of dogs barking, cockerels crowing, all that sort of stuff going on. You've got to decide, is that important to you? If this person's purely internal role and is never going to be recording customer-facing videos, then it may not be as important. If they're brilliant at their job, you can't really, you know, hold it against them for living in the country. But if it is important to you, then you need to just make a note of that. I mean, you're obviously going to be looking at their communication skills. So can they string sentences together? Do you have to sit there and puzzle about what they've just said? Or is it just blatantly obvious because they've got fluent English? So that sort of stands out really quickly. Um, are they nice and friendly? Like, do they actually come over? Like, is this someone you actually want to work with? Do they say, you know, hey, Steve, how are you doing? Thanks very much for this opportunity. Or do they just like, are they just like, you know, head down and really, you know, just getting on with it? And you got to make a decision depending on the type of role, again, you're hiring for, depending on the sort of pers personality you're looking for. But it is often just blatantly obvious who you want to work with and who you don't. And so this is a really, really good way of judging it. Have they answered all the questions? That's another one. So did they answer all five questions if you give them five questions or did they actually only answer three of them? Again, you've asked them specifically, you must answer each question and therefore be brutal. Get rid of anyone that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't. And also, you know, we've mentioned this before, but confidence in speaking. You know, you don't want somebody who struggles to speak uh, or is really, really timid that, you know, you can hardly hear them. They've had the opportunity to re-record this if they wanted to. This is their moment to shine. So, um, so that's it. That's how we do that assessment. And then we've basically got our final, final shortlist. And these are the people at this stage that we're going to take probably to a live interview. We may or may not give them some paid work to actually just try, say, to run them in parallel. I'll talk about um, both those things in a subsequent episode. But this is sort of the end of this round onto the final rounds before we actually start thinking about sort of onboarding and training. So if you do this, if you bother to record yourself doing an interview, have some sort of grading system, do it a few times yourself, decide on your criteria you're going to going to um, actually grade these people on. You can even have this whole process over to somebody else to do for you. And this means you can literally interview you know, 10 people in. To be honest, I, I only ever look at three videos. I get my staff to whittle them down to three videos, and I only ever look at three. And so, therefore, I do my entire recruitment drive for a new role in seven and a half minutes or 15 minutes if I watch it at single speed, depending on uh, what mood I'm in. And so that is just a huge amount of time taken. And then we're down to the last one, two, three. And those are the people that we might uh, take to take to final interview if, if they come over well. I like them. Brilliant. I might have a chat with them before we actually take them on board. Um, and that's it. So that is our how to view and how to interview anyone in two and a half minutes elimination round of our recruitment process. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Before you go, I want to share one last thing with you. I've put together a special collection of resources to accompany the series on recruitment. In there, you'll find templates, you'll find guides, you'll find visual walkthroughs of everything I'm talking about in these episodes. To get the guide, simply go to bit.ly forward slash 
sys hyphen 10. That's bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen one zero. And it's all in lowercase. You'll also find the link in the show notes. This guide will make implementing what we're talking about here far, far easier. So go to bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen 10 and get your free copy. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.